these candles on the, the table and the flowers, the roses, they're a reminder to us of our mortality. These loved ones live on in the memories of those that are left behind. In fact, many of these men and women who have passed away in this church, I helped with their service in some way in the past year. And as a pastor, I have a, a unique perspective because I get to be inserted into a family in their life for a moment during a period of their deepest grief. And I get to hear the stories of the loved ones who have died. It's a privilege and it's an honor to do it. It's tough, but it is a privilege. And I know that these 14 lives have left impressions and a, a legacy on many of you here this morning. And for that, we are all grateful. And we celebrate that. Last week, we started this new sermon series entitled, Nothing, uh, Normal Isn't Working. We are examining our normal tendencies that we have when it comes to our life. And specifically to the stewardship of our life. The way the world tells us to live is vastly different from the call of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The call of the world is to live for yourself. And, and what did we talk about last week? And to take charge, to say, I am king. But the call of God is to say, you are no longer king. Christ is king. The call of Jesus is to die to self and give control to God. The call of the world is to get as much as you can and go into debt getting it. And the call of Jesus is to give as much as you can and only owe a debt of love to those around you. The call of the world is to have nothing left when I finish this world. To spend it all, it's the joke of my father-in-law. Uh, he likes to say to us, if I have nothing left, if I have anything left after I die, it will be because of a gross miscalculation on my part. <laughs> and it's, it's the joke, and we, and we laugh at it, but it's also the truth for most of us because we don't have an eternal perspective. But the call of Jesus is to leave a legacy to our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. It's not normal to live the kingdom life. It goes against the grain of the world's wisdom. But as I said last week, God's kingdom, God's economy is different from the world's. Normal is having nothing left at the end of our life. But if we are to live in God's kingdom, then we must fly against the face of normal and seek to leave a legacy Seek to live a legacy not for ourselves or for earthly things, but for kingdom purposes. To not focus on the temporal, but the eternal. We need to have an eternal perspective on life. Now, many of us might focus on our future, but we just look to the end of this life and, and hardly give eternity a second thought. That's why so many in the world don't deny themselves any pleasure or possessions in this world. You know, and, and financial planners, they have a hard enough time getting people to think about their life 30 or 40 years down the road. Uh, normal Americans aren't saving enough for retirement. One third of all adults have zero retirement savings. And 23% have less than $10,000 tucked away, according to a new study by Merrill Lynch. And a study posted in the Washington Post found that 71% of Americans haven't saved enough for retirement. Normal isn't working, and we're just talking about here on earth. But as followers of Jesus, 
we know that this life right here is not the end of the story. No, this life is only the preface. It isn't the whole book. We shouldn't just be thinking about the next 30 or 40 years. We should be thinking about the next 30 million years. We should have an eternal perspective on life. But we forget this, don't we? Our life is just a blink of an eye. In fact, I want to... Here's my illustration this morning. Okay, Addie, come here, I need your help. If this rope is our life, if I can find the end of it here. Did you find it? Oh, you're so good. Take that and just walk down the center aisle, all the way back to the back. Here we go. If this rope is our life. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Sometimes it gets tangled. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Isn't that the truth? Okay, keep going. Keep going. You're doing so good. You can open the door if you need to keep going. There you go. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. Wow. It's a lot of rope, isn't it? There we go. Okay, you can stop right there. If this rope is our life, let me mark our time here on earth. You ready? See that right there? That's our time here on earth. And we get so fed up and, and we focus on these temporal things. What are we going to buy? And, 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 may, and we don't even think about retirement hardly. But this is our life. And we just get focused here. Now, let me just ask you a question. If you knew your life consisted of two parts, part one and part two, which one do you think is probably more important to focus on? Hmm. Thank you. Addie, you can come back in now if you want to. Just leave the rope there. Just leave it there. As Jesus said, what does it profit you to gain the whole world, that little black mark, yet forfeit the rest of it? What does it profit you to gain that little black mark and forfeit the rest of it? If we forget the kingdom, if we have nothing left, all of us will leave some type of legacy. All of us will. But what kind of legacy will you leave? Normal people have nothing left when this life is over, but we are not called to be normal. At the least, we should be thinking about what we will leave on this earth that will be a legacy to our children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. We should at least be thinking about that. As the proverb states, the good leave an inheritance to their children and grandchildren. The good. It's a reminder that we aren't here on earth just for ourselves, that we spend it on ourselves, but that we steward our life to leave a blessing for those who will come after us. We leave it as a blessing for those who come after us. I want you to be a blessing after you're gone from this earth. How are you going to be a blessing to this church when you're gone? How are you going to bless your family when you're gone? How are you living for eternity? 
For example, if we were to go and to get an acorn and I were to go and plant it in our yard right now, will that tree shade me in my lifetime? Absolutely not. But it can be a blessing for those who come after. When it comes to the kingdom of God, we have to remember that what? We're not the king. Christ is king. And the king has spoken on how we are to live. On how we are to steward the possessions that he has given us. But too often we don't have an eternal perspective. We king ourselves and we want to be in control. We say to ourselves, why should I follow what the king says about money, about life, about possessions, when I should control and do whatever I want with them? You know, we think we're Christians and we think that we're going to heaven anyway. So why not have the best of both worlds? Well, we're not the king. And the king has spoken on how we should steward our possessions. But I want us to think about the eternal rewards that we will receive in the next life. Because the Bible talks about rewards in heaven. Did you know that? We will receive rewards in heaven based on what we do here on earth. Now those rewards do not save us. They are gifted to us. We are saved only by God's grace. Nothing we do saves us. But what we do creates rewards in heaven. The Apostle Paul thought about these rewards often. And he was motivated by the prospect of the legacy and rewards he would receive in heaven. So we have these words written to Timothy in 2 Timothy. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on there is reserved for me. Oh, now we get to wear a crown. In heaven, a crown of righteousness. Then, not now. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Paul knew that when he lived for the king and gave that crown to Jesus, he would receive his own crown of righteousness on the day of judgment. But even Jesus talked about this reward that we will receive as well. In Luke, we read this, Luke 6.35. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. When I come, to fa- when I come face to face with Jesus and look at how I lived my life, I want to see those things that I invested in the kingdom, those things that will live beyond my life here on this earth to come into focus. I I want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want him asking why I squandered all of his money on the things that won't really matter in eternity. I don't want him asking, you know, why did you spend more money on the lottery than give to world missions? Why did you spend more money on yourself on vacation each year than you gave to me? Why did you not give to the poor, but you didn't deny yourself any possessions? Why did you buy a second, third, fourth, fifth car and a boat, but not give back to me? Why did you not live generously? Did you not forget that he's the king? John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, said it best. I love it. I value all things only by the price they shall gain in eternity. How are we living our life? 
normal isn't working. And it won't work for the kingdom. Let us pray.